0: Welcome again to the Tainted Dragon Inn. I'm your host, Paul A. DiStefano. This episode will be another special On The Table Oathsworn edition, dealing with the lore in the game Oathsworn Into the Deepwood by Shadowborn Games. You can find them at shadowborn-games.com. Note that Shadowborn ends with an E. Usually, On The Table episodes feature in-game lore and background for the game world, Played by the characters in the emergent campaign series of stories and books. Audio get effects Get on with it, no effects. one cares. Excuse me, we have to do the credits. Ain't no one here to listen to the credits. Ain't no one here to listen to you either. They're here to listen to me. That's why it's called Taryn's Table, not Polescape. Let's
1: get on with it.
0: Audio effects provided by Sirenscape and Blast the oh, Just let it be, could you? Unbelievable. Just ask the questions. <sighs> Fine. What languages do they speak in Bastone? Who's the they? A dendry? They've no mouths, but they've ways to talk to us. Urson? Some of them can speak a bit of our tongue. Never heard in a V, but I've heard they can talk, you know, since some of the birds in the wood can. I suppose any decent trader knows some of the knock to speak to a dendry. What type of folk inhabit the town of Bastone? I saw what looked like a war bear. What can you tell me of these creatures and where they call home? And how did the oath sworn begin? Who was the first? The folk here be hard workin'. Workin' to tow the line, stay alive, most never set step nor eye beyond the wall. I'd say a fair chunk is trader and caravan, come out this far and simply never ventured back again. We have a fair tally of taverns to keep you occupied. Yes, many lay in the streets, but better than die in the wood. No one judges them without homes. During days, they earn their iron as couriers or cart in the underways or such. As fair a chance as any place you'll get. Right here in Bastogne. Now, Warbear. Laddie, keep your voice down a tad. Don't want to be slinging them slurs around here. What you seen was an Ursus. They drop in time to time. I'd say you might see one or two about a few times a year, comfort supplies and gear as any other. If you do see one... "'Just stand aside and let it pass. "'From the north they hail. "'There's them that'll tell you "'they're not but honorable warriors. "'That might well be, "'but once I saw one pull a man's arm clean off "'for miscounting the iron given in change "'for a basket of carrots. "'Some can speak a few words as well. "'Now I'm not saying you should fear them, "'but a healthy respect might best be wise.' Now round these parts, you want to know words, you ask a fableman. You want to know of the great shaggy warriors of the north, you need to read their armor. Each victory, each battle, they carve a runic note into their armor. Badges of honor, as it were, to tell their tale. When two meet, they do a slow march round each other to learn the other's histories. afore they even roar their greetings. Treat them well, but tread carefully. Askin of the start of the oath sworn, are you? Now, legends and facts become mixed here. After the great king's road, it was clear man had lost to the deep wood. Blood run in buckets to water the flowers of the undergrowth. And nothing come that can hold it back. But cities need other cities, and people need champions. To clear the paths for the merchants and such, well... There's only a few to take such a task. The pact was drawn. Now times we call this the oath. A brand, a mark, seared into the wrist. The oath sign. Show the sign and none has power over you in law. Your oath is to die, to protect civilization as it stands. None will question. The oath sworn assemble into free companies, maybe three, maybe six strong. Men, women, a dendry even, bound by the oath. You lay insult to one, ye face them all. Tight families, bound in blood, and bound to watch each other die. To take the oath is nothing less than a death wish. The first of legends upon legends claiming that title. Truth be, many were sworn in under the pack at once when it started before people realize the fatality of that path. There's great names lost in time. Some we still recall. To swear the oath is to lose your name. Once you've become a member of the oath sworn, you're no longer yourself. You're a weapon and an ideal. When you die, when you take that oath, you're just waiting for it to happen. You want names from them. Marcello Greywolf. Tallach walks on frond. Francesca Dominica. Solstice shadow. Long-gone heroes from a long-gone time. But hold not their names in honor. That's not why they did it. Their spirits care, and not for your recognition. Only that because of them, you live. Do you know of a good blacksmith? Blacksmiths be a work for the banksmith, of course. Pounding iron when he does not. One day hoping to become their own banksmiths. Takes a keen mind and a strong arm to rise above. And honesty. Working around the iron all day. Who is to say a few flecks go missing? How long would it take to see the whole world? Ain't no one ever done that. Once someone does, maybe we can know. How old are you? Fifty-six summers seen. And a good number I still remember. How was Bastone started? War. Isn't that how most things start? A palace. A claim over a piece of road. Petty feuds between men of power turn to wars. Two men on the street fight. It's two men on the street. Now find two petty men, powerful enough to command the armies. And that fight spreads. Walls go up. A defensive outpost is born. Bastone isn't one of the ancient greats. But the crown stood behind it. Soon, a defensive outpost becomes a strategic stronghold, standing guard over a road buried under the woods. Of course, we're sitting here now. I'm not sure about the story told by the losers. What weapon or item would you be foolish not to take with you? <laughs> a slower friend you don't care for too much. You mentioned a brotherhood. Is that like a secret society? If I be mention it, how secret could it be? Secretive, that I will grant, but secret, no, not so much. There's places in sisters and Vellum where men go in, and they come out anointed, priests, monk, holy men, or even venerators. What can you tell me of Harlbeck? Does she lead a free company? Well, one Harlbeck is a he, not she. While he may have his eyes on the green, he's been a defender of these walls since I've known him. I don't doubt a little yearning to get out there. Not sure why, but his pike stands at the gate. Good man, stout of heart, strong of arm. Bested the tavern twice in arm wrestling contests. I'm not thinking that's a skill that would impress the scar chiefs, uh, but a skill none the less. What can you tell us of the underways? Do they extend beyond Bastone's walls? How do the farmers find their way? Oh, now then, among the underways. Cool, wet, dark. Like the drink, thankin'. Any city more than fifty man strong needs farmland, and farmland in the green ain't easy to be found. I've spent a fair amount of time walkin' the passages down there telling tales on break. Everyone there looks the same by midday. A crust of dirt, stuck by sweat glued to your face and arms. Mushroom, root, potato, those white things that look like carrots but taste like feet. Hard work, sure it is. Bigger cities hold many underways. They're guilds and politics I care nothing of. The underways here, Celeste, a woman strong in arm and heart. Of course, once she's a day downside, you can't tell her from any man, just a dark cake of mud like the rest. I don't think they go beyond the walls, but I have not walked every mile under there. And how they find the way, well, it's plenty dark, but I think there's different glowing things. Not quite mushrooms, I don't think. On the walls. moss, I would guess. And the farmers know their way from cavern to cavern, as well as I can tell you what back alley to walk. It's their place, and they know it. What's the weather like in this region? Any seasons making life surrounded by the deep wood even harder? Well, the weather is usually rain, unless, of course, it's raining. Seasons run the hot-wet season... wet season... The cold wet season and then storm season. Life in the Deepwood really can't get much harder. I can't picture the weather making you feel any better or worse about getting your leg chewed off. Have any of the cities directly been assaulted, maybe even by flying abominations? What exactly keeps the Deepwood and its creatures at bay? Is it the walls, the armed guards? Why not burn the whole thing to the ground? Well, ain't you the most cheery one? bugs them's the worst that fly in here the smoke in such a civilization seems all of anything else with wings and anything big and toothy enough to scare is too big to fly at all There's stories you know things big enough that the walls don't matter and no one lived to tell about those but the wall yes the wall most of the things out there they just want the next meal Not figuring out how to get through our walls. That stone is a hard nut to crack. And there's softer food to be had out there and plenty of it. Now the smaller things, deck rats, scrabblers, you know, the usual. Sure, they find cracks and get in. But the bigger beast would rather be eating than breaking stone. When some stray ravager decides to take a claw to the gate, sure, sure. The guards take them to task. But for most, they leave us be. Burn, burn the whole what to the what. Is it then all dark and gloomy here? Are there any yearly festivals, tournaments, or other entertaining activities to be enjoyed? We've share a share of harvest festivals, drinking games, and contests, sure. Them that worship the high and holies have their days. That's not me thing. Now, for the big tournaments, Cistercia, sure. Not sure you want to travel the deep wood just to see some festival. Entertaining activities? You're looking at him! Got to be a dozen fablemen in these walls any day. Song, story, what have. You drink a bit more and I'm sure you'll find me even more entertaining. What was that? A disgusting stench filling up my nostrils. Is that the wood or the city itself? I came up with a horrible thought. Where do you bury the dead? And what happens in case of a major plague outbreak? Oh, listen here, muckface. You don't like it. The gates open every day. Yeah, the back streets smell a bit wet and human, if you know what I mean. Stick to the markets, and the food smells overpower it. Now, outwall. Some of them smells warn you something's up. Now you ask of the dead. The cleaners. I, now, ain't no one want to be known to be a cleaner. So they wrap their faces and wear a hood. Take the dead. Them that lie in the gutter and get up no more. Load a wheelbarrow. Make the rounds. Pick up the dead. Now they then record the names. Ask who it was. Report to the hall of record. Check off a name. Get a bit of iron and pay. When there's a lot of dying, there's a lot of paying, right? That's where the phrase, he really cleaned up. When you see someone with a new fistful of iron. They take the dead to the pits. Throw in burn them all. Maybe that's the smell you got. Burns away the disease, right? Well, this city's a rat trap, if you know what I mean. Oh, I would hope so. Them's some good eating. Surely you have some apothecary to help with the most common injuries and diseases, but I dread to think about some breakout of cholera or something like that. Lysine. There's a few others this far side of town, but yeah, lysine. Let me tell you three things about that woman. One, she can heal things ain't no one has a right to heal. Two, don't poke her if she's not in a good mood. Three, more than a few words in a few taverns tell that she's got connections to the life and the fire and the dirt and the rain and the plants. Now, I'm kind of fond of all my fingers working as they do, so that's the last word we'll speak of her. Do you have any tales of wardens or rangers you can tell us? I heard rumors about the mysterious relationship between witches and warden. Could I say wardens are the overseers of the witches? Tell what tell can, and tell what can be. I answer you both. This doesn't mean I only get paid once, mind you. Rangers be a strange walk. Some part of me thinks they wish they were Scar tribe. "'more comfortable out in the green than here in the walls. "'A bit touched you would need to be for such thoughts. "'Although their symbol, the bow, "'ay, if I were out there, "'I'd rather that to stand to my distance "'than any other arm at my side. "'Not that I can shoot a bow, "'but if I could, that would be my way. "'Let some other fool rush up with steel. "'If I have a bow, I'm already halfway to escaped. "'Now I know, I know.' Word comes last few weeks of some adendry out there with a bow. Not seen em myself, I haven't, but the adendry. I'm not so comfortable about them. The no-mouth thing gives me the chills. Sure as any good fableman, I know a few words and phrases in the knock. But I'd rather not if you know what I mean. But talk about someone staying safe out there, a dendry ranger, a distance with a bow. And doing all that dendry tree jumping, flitting about from trunk to trunk. I'm betting it'll be a long time before her bark gets a scratch. Not that I want to get close enough to check. Now next a moment, you ask tell of wardens. Aye. See, wardens are a bit more friendly and city-found. Unless, of course, you're a witch. You don't smell like a witch. And if you were, I hold nothing against you. But you know... The whole making fire from the air thing. That doesn't sit well indoors. There may be a witch or two in the shadows here in Bastogne. But I'm a fair man. And I let them be as can. And any that's thinking of doing something foolish. Huh. That's where your warden steps in. I walked the wire road one time to Venom. Oh, must be seven years back now. Warden Barlow with us. Good man. Big laugh. But you wouldn't want him angry. Sword with a white hilt. He would never tell what it was, but never seen anything like it. And of course, he wore his mantle and had the chain. You know, both for the witch. Yes, he was bringing with him a witch. Young man by the name of Gregor. But we call him Candle. Since come camp and dark, the Warden Barlow would let him light our fires with no tinder. Strange things, Wardens and Witches. They hate each other but like a twin brother and sister do, hate in a way that you need them. Come one day, we're trudging in the rain. And the point man hold up a hand, forefinger and ring finger extended. We all make the symbol so the man next in line sees. Anyone walk the wire knows what that means. Thornhound. We stand still as trunks. Barlow stands, two men in front of me. Candle in front of him. Barlow steps from the guide wire, his sword over his head. Kendall snaps his fingers for the tension. Barlow thinks a moment and gives a nod. He goes to Candle, does whatever it is they do, and the coddle and chain fall from Candle's neck. Barlow goes up left, Candle up right. Barlow runs, and I can see it. Thornhound rushing back at him. A dog of the deepwood. Shoulder horns looking for Barlow's chest. But Barlow would have none of that. That sword clipped one of those shoulder horns right off. But the deep wood, you never know. Barlow steps back to swing again. And his foot lands in assist. He stumbles. And Candle did what Candle does. He lowered his head. And then that veil starts. Now I don't know if it's the shimmer from the heat when you look over the a campfire or the look of reality tearing. But if you're seeing witches do their thing, you know the thing I mean. And fire, witch fire, got that unholy smell, you know. It dancing around Candle and the thornhound turns with a start. Candle moves his hands and so help me, he scoops a hand of that fire and throws it at the hound. It makes that yelp, jumps in the air, and before it lands, he throws another. Barlow gets himself up, heads to the hound, and rams his blade, clean skewered through it. But again, with the deep wood, you never know. Yes, it's raining, but a damned witch fire catches, and the fire starts to spread. Barlow sees this. He rushes to candle and pushes him aside. When Barlow sheathes his sword, he grabs the fur of his mantle and extends his hand. And the fire stopped. I don't mean it went out. The fire froze in place. No flames licking, nothing. Bard and Warlow closes his fist, and it's like someone closed their fist around the fires. They just shrink and gone. Fire in the deep wood can be more dangerous than the thorn hounds. They took care of both. Candle goes to Barlow and holds up his own hair like your wife when she wants you to put a necklace on. Barlow nods. They say some words with unhappy smiles. And Barlow puts the collar and chain back onto Candle. And we head on again. Candle leashed like Barlow's dog, like the scar would leash that thorn hound. Wardens be mighty with a blade, but I think sometimes their best weapon is when they aim a witch. How does one born of a woman not fall to the horrors? Have our minds become that of monsters? The brave fear, do they not? I'm an entertainer here. My job is to make sure you lot don't all go flinging yourselves off the wall. Why... Because believe in gods or no, I believe one day we will win. One day. It's hope that one day, no, we won't be afraid no more. Why, well, say, burn the deep woods down and save ourselves from this disease? <laughs> Not sure if there's enough witches in the world. If that's your solution to the way things are, you may as well just throw yourself from atop the walls. What makes you think we could stop the burn once it started? <laughs> though you must agree that burning the woods is a great plan for ridding the curse on this land. I'm not agreeing with that. Devil that you know or the devil that you don't. What would we be left with after the deep wood burn? A dendry, ursin, avi, and scar tribe seems like the type of people, besides the human in the cities, you can meet here. Is there other unspeakable races I'm unaware of? You know, this here is a crowded room, do you not? If something is unspeakable, how would you plan to speak it? There's other out there, of course. Tread lightly and ask not such questions. And I ask where you draw the lines. What's a human? What should we be really saying such things out here? When another thing can hear, everyone remains silent. Who are the Avi? Why haven't I heard and seen them? Maybe they won't be heard nor seen. So once in my time in Velo, feathers sparkling in the mist. I don't know if I was more in awe or fear, but something in me said take no closer to it. A brother fableman told me he set camp with one, called it like a gentle dagger. I don't know what that means, a name or what. Some say they can fly, some say they can't. Some say they talk to spirits. All I know is those talents look like they can right rip your heart out. Truth told? I'm not sure if what they say is truth, myth, both are neither. Heard a tale told a healer once. Set up shop just outside Cistertia. Outside, mind you. But I've not gone to see. Again, might not be so. Sorry, lad. I know not a lot of their kind. Just rumor would be a stretch to know more what do you know about the priest i heard rumors of a possible rogue priest how could a priest stray so far from his faith the priest the can't go two blocks without bumping into one the priest as if it's a church of one the priest as for faith there's more paths to faith than there are ways to get lost in the woods grab any five people in the gutter they tell you five ways to worship The church in Thrace don't look like the church in Bastogne. Faith. I put my faith in something dark and frothy, in a fairly clean mug. These settlements, I hear. Cistercia, Thrace, and Veramont. Do they have the same society structure as Bastogne? Settlements! Cities! The last stands of humanity. Cities they are. Settlements come and go. That stone is a warm blanket. The people, the law, I like it here. It might be snug, but I feel safe. Vedum's the seat of the crown himself and no one. Huge and sprawling, the palace shining for all to see, even those in the gutters. Nobles come out of the floorboards, not my kind of people. Sistercia's the place of faith. Well, of their faith, aye, the pillar and the path, and all that incense and mumbling. Also the venerators. But even here, a dozen moons away, I'll not speak one word ill of those man-mountains. Knights and priests and pageantry, as far as you can tolerate, and then a little more. Thrace, city of masks. You want to hire someone to do the unhirable, you go to Thrace. Strange folk there, gladiators, slaves. Them's it be both. Put my best on Gollux in the pits, though. He was a sight to see swing a sword. Profane, esoteric, spectacular, and somehow twisted. The streets of Thrace are something to behold. Decadent. What of science and craft? You be speaking as if you're not witness to my craft with story and word. If you're talking of material things, I'm not your answer. The banksmiths and their metalwork. Great clock and Vedum, whoever built that... The Broken Oak Tavern has a lantern that runs on amber. Not that I've been there, but I reckon you best give your answer. Lives somewhere half across the world in Anvar, city of cards. What's your goal in life here? Tomorrow. But tomorrow will always come. You've more faith than I. Fableman, do you believe in pot? I suppose I don't not believe, but I am not a religious man. The crown, you say? Who and crown of what? THE crown! Although now the brow it sits on is younger than you or I, in Venom, rules over it all. Well, maybe not over the church in Cistercian, but the throne that the oath swears to him, all pay fealty to. Now don't get my words wrong, Baston is Baston strong, and stands alone, but that the crown law we still hold, especially if we want to be able to call for their protection. The seat of everything is in that throne. At least that's where every decision mouths from. Keep the peace between the cities, the supply lines open, thread a few bars of iron and taxes, sure. I'm not laying eyes upon this new boy king, but I hear tell. He's not to be judged by how many summers he's passed. And a gaggle of specialist lawmaker, diplomat, and other for advice of sorts he keeps. I assume come Winterville, we'll see if he takes a new name and such. I'll keep an open ear to tell you what I learn. I hear tell there may be free companies forming here in Bastone in coming days. Have you heard any news of the recruiters? What company is best known in all of your travels? The companies don't form here, and I'd rather be happier if we were never needed here. The hail out of that branded, made all official like that. If you're damn fool enough to want to die, you can go and see if you survive the training. You know, the members of a free company didn't earn the title 60 seconders for nothing. That's the life expectancy of a new member once they stumble on something in the wood. So it's not like there would be companies where the members be blood bonded since childhood and they still fight. They die. A lot. Uh, You think it's rare, if not down impossible, for a group to stay with the same members for more than a few missions. You mentioned the Brotherhood. Who are they? Ah, the extras. Sistercia ain't Bastogne, right? They think a bit different. Pillar and path, possibly it's all that high and holy going on. Children are sent to join the brotherhood, or sisterhood, if the place is getting too crowded. Oh well, if you got the iron in pocket, maybe a child goes to the knightly orders. So some are to put into the brotherhood, for a life of devotion to the state and those above us. Justinia, yeah, Justinia founded the orders, I write with all. But right, to that's, that's quite a ways away. I know the drips and dribbles come down the Fableman line, but I can't light much more than that. You mentioned you traveled outside the walls. How many of these cities have you seen? And what's the point of traveling if we're self-sufficient here with food, mines, and people? You said that the crown protects us, but can we not protect ourselves with our great walls? (laughs) I spent years of time in Vedela. I was at one of the outposts by Thrace once and decided it was not my liking. I've not been to Sestercia proper since I was too young to call, and the smell of incense from any of that outpost keeps me happily at a distance. City is a bit difficult definition, eight or nine smaller villages I've been to. Why try? I'm not a caged bird. I ask instead, why do you stay? There are things even the warmth of Astoran does not get. I've eaten fresh buffalo steak. Won't find that here. Not a tall, dark-eyed dancing girl named Lysa. Nay, she's from very Proper, as it were. And I'm thinking she's too soft to make the trip to here. Wouldn't want to see those legs scratched by thorns anyhow, so venom it would be. I don't think I understand the relationship between the witch and the warden. Is the witch really kept in chains and only released when the warden needs to help fight an enemy? Maybe those relationships are only for the witch and the warden to understand. Is the witch really kept in chains? Here be the uh, answers two for you. Answer one. Nine years ago, there was an outpost less than 1,000 steps from the front gate. Forward scout, checking for the legal trade, that kind of thing. The important word is... Was single witch come through unchained and angry? We've not rebuilt the outpost. You can still see the charred lumber that way. The tower. Answer two. Not every witch has vengeance and anger in their heart, just as not every man is just. Tread light, and you might find a helping hand among them. So, in answer to your question, I would answer yes and no. You're talking about illegal trade. What is considered illegal? The short list. Grail bark, any type of drifted moss, any parts from the deep cyst, bones from ravagers, sleep white, starfinch eggs. Essentially, if you can accidentally kill someone with it, it's not in these walls. There's enough dying without some fool trying to profit off it. And again, not Thrace. Slaves without proper paper and seals won't be allowed in. Why are those things illegal? By quarantine, poisons, the lot, or trouble. Ravagers recover the bones of their dead. Wouldn't want their eyes peering into the bastone looking for them. Starfinch will eat us out in minutes. Had a starfinch breakout some ten years back. Wiped out two storage silos before we ended up poisoning our own stocks just to stop them. Starfinch have a peculiar quality. The rules of the birds and the bees don't apply to these birds. Just one can hatch a whole brood. I'm sure you can imagine the problems then. Don't the men at the outposts check all the goods going in to make this a safe place? Well, what they should do and what they do may not be so clear cut, especially if your hand is heavy in iron. I've not heard that from me. I've not heard of a safe place, the Deepwood. You tell me of what comes. So you're saying corruption is a problem? I may be a fool, but not so much to ever go near that question. Has the city of Bastone or any other city for that matter, attempted expanding their walls into the Deepwood? Could this not eventually lead to the destruction of the forsaken place? Here now, ain't we? You think these walls were born here and just built Bastone inside? I think you're seeing things a little backwards here now. Take yourself a full keg of ale the whole barrel, full to the rim. Get yourselves one of them little white mushrooms, the one as big as your thumbnail. Now drop the mushroom into that keg. Bastone is that mushroom. That ale is the deep one. You tell me, just how big that mushroom needs to become until there ain't no ale. You speak about slaves. Can you tell us more? Bastone, you may find a few underpaid workers in the underways, but if there's slavery here, it's fairly quiet. Space now, there's another city. There slaves are combat sport, the gladiators. Huh. I'm sure more than a few of the high houses have servants as well, but if you trade food and a roof for service, is it slavery or fair pay? Is it better to serve honey to a man you call master and have a ceiling, or to lie in the gutters of the burrows of Bastogne? Slavery is a grey line. Tales told speak of extras headed for the Brotherhood and Sistertia gone on wire to run. If you're caught by Thracian traces, you end up fighting in the pits. Not sure how true that is, but tales be told. Let's say, for example, a party of Oath Sworn goes out. Will there be a rivalry between them? Or do they keep things fair and have the same goal? Look at my wrist! I've no brand. I'm not Oath Sworn. I've seen groups bicker, but who am I to say it's as young lovers do or as rivals? Pot's peace this, Pot's laws that. Where did that phrase start? Pop, The God. That's the name the religious use for him. I would guess it came from Justinian, the first pilgrimage. Again, I'm not a follower. Tell me about the youth. I've seen many a lad wandering the streets like stray dogs. Do they choose to receive an education or trade? They wander streets like stray dogs. Of course they are. Sometime you need to go out to find another mushroom to feed your child. I've seen idiots set traps out there for small animals. Sometimes they don't come back. And the children wander the streets. You gonna take them all in? In a stertia. They throw them in robes and call them clergy. Not so an old baston. Education? Don't step out alone without a way to save yourself. That's all the education you need. Trades are plenty. But the people are more so. Only so many apprentices at any time. Usually family and friends that are. You got no family, you got no friends. This is how the burrows end up being so bad to walk through. Choose. Not always are choices handed out like cards in a table game. You take what life has. You hold on. You make the best.
1: Thirst has the
0: best. We're done here for now. Maybe again soon. We here at the Tainted Dragon Inn hope you enjoyed your stay at On the Table, Oathsworn Edition, Taryn's Table Part 2. Special thanks to Sirenscape Fantasy Player, Again, Black Saletto, and of course the rest of my awesome team at Shadowborn Games. What part of no one cares do you not understand? Thank you so much for joining us. Visit us at TaintedDragonIn.com, on Facebook and Instagram. This is Paul A D Stefano. Farewell and fair journeys.